Uh, let's start with these mayors, these mayors and these members on your task force, all of whom are griping, or many of whom are griping. They didn't get a heads up, found out the same time the rest of us did. Uh, should you, in hindsight, have, have communicated with some of those folks differently than maybe you did? Well, Tim, when you're in a position like this, you know, trying to communicate what you're doing with 80 people or so on a task force and, you know, five or 600 mayors and city council members around the state, you know, 159 counties of county chairmen and county commissioners, you know, that's obviously very hard to do. Uh, I think we'd still be arguing about what would be the right thing to do. I'm in the position to make these calls, and I'm making them based on the science and the data. But that being said, we, you know, we were in conversations with and have been for a long time with the Georgia Municipal Association, the Association of County Commissioners of Georgia. I've talked to all kinds of elected officials, you know, almost daily around the state, as well as hospital CEOs, you know, obviously our public health folks and many, many other people in making these decisions. And look, I understand, you know, I've had mayors that have texted me and support the decision. I've had others that disagree with it. I don't think that's unusual. I know every mayor is out there trying to do exactly what I'm doing to make the right calls at the right time. Uh, sometimes those are going to differ, um, and, and that's just you know part of the roles that we're in. But I certainly support what they're doing in their local community. All right, the question then becomes, and I've had listeners ask me this question, why then, Governor Kemp, not allow the mayors, the local governments, to do what they were doing before you stepped in with the order of early April in the first place? In other words, let the communities, let Athens decide about Athens, let Americas decide about Americas. Yeah, that's a good question and a, and a good train of thought, but there's also another train of thought that uh, when I allowed them to have local control early on, I had other communities that were complaining because – just for example, and I'm, I'm not taking a shot at Mayor Bottoms here, we have a great relationship and she's doing a great job with the city of Atlanta. But when they did the shelter in place in Atlanta, I had people at Lake Oconee in Greene County, people on the coast and, you know, at, at Tybee Island and others saying, hey, we need a statewide shelter in place order because now everybody from Atlanta is leaving home because they're sheltered in place and they're coming down here. So, you know, you have to balance all of those things. Uh, this thing is like a balloon. Um, you know, we, we dealt with South Carolina's people coming to Georgia boat ramps over the last two or three weeks because we wanted to keep our recreational facilities open because I personally think it's good and healthy for people to be out getting some exercises. We had absolutely no problems, even though we've gotten criticized by some for, you know, saying we're doing too much here, which I disagree. This is a very measured step forward it's not just throwing the keys back to every business owner in the state right now and i, I will tell you there's a lot of them you know that probably won't open right now they may not have the clientele but they certainly have the opportunity to do that as well as the customers you know i told my mom she needs to stay at home she's a vulnerable member of the population just like marty is because of her respiratory issues with pollen and asthma this time of the year but for some people, you know, they may be comfortable going out and getting a haircut or, or going to a gym to get some exercise as long as those businesses follow the strict guidelines. And I would encourage people to take a look at, like, what the Barber and Cosmetology Board put out last night. We did a press release with the guidelines. You know, it is not going to be an easy feat for these folks to be able to do all of that so they can be in compliance, but it's important that they do that to keep 
their employees safe and their clientele safe. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp with us here. You have said a couple of times that the data are on your side. Okay, what data specifically are you looking at? Well, I would look at the data that's on the Department of Public Health's website. I just looked at it. You can see the trends. It's public information. We're posting it every day. But as I said in the interview last night, you also have to understand that some of the fatalities and some of the new cases that we're reporting today may have actually been tested or occurred, you know, five or six days ago. Uh, some of the deaths have been, you know, reporting as long as seven to ten days out because of that process, notifying next to kin and coroner reports and other things that are going on. So, you know, all of this, you know, we really dove into the data again. We follow it every hour of every day, but we really dove into it at the end of last week, all over the weekend when the model changed. And, you know, I had people texting me going, gosh, I hope we can open back on May the 2nd after we get to the peak. Well, there's some that suggest and some of the modeling suggests that we actually reached our peak on April the 6th, not April the 11th. Uh, we are using kind of the uh, 11th, if you will, from our perspective, to be conservative in this. But I had a lot of hospital folks that sent me things saying we reached our peak bed capacity back on April the 6th. A couple of minutes left with Governor Brian Kemp here. You mentioned testing and the ongoing efforts to expand testing. Two parts to this. Number one, in terms of getting more tests out there. And part two, getting those tests turned around quicker. I, I, I mean, Augusta University, I think, is talking about tests that they can get turned around at Emory in 72 hours. What about some of these tests that are out there that we can turn around in a matter of minutes? Well, the, you know, that's the thing about the Abbott lab test. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of information that most people probably don't understand while that's a great test and the machines are, are nice to have and it can do it very quickly, you can only run one test at the time. So it, it takes anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes. So if you take one machine to, say, a vulnerable population like a nursing home and you want to test, a, you know, 100, 100, 150 people there, it's going to take you a very long time to do that. Uh, so that's one reason we, we propped up and created this University System of Georgia as well as the, the Augusta University partnerships, where we could use the state labs. We also have a private vendor that we're dealing with now that can turn tests around in 24 hours. So you can go in and swap everybody very quickly. We can have a member of the National Guard or the State Patrol drive those tests to that uh, to the lab and get the results back, you know, within 24 hours. So. It depends on where we're testing and what the situation is to, as to how we're going to do it. I think the, the good thing is I had a great call with the vice president and the nation's governors on Monday, and they are really ramped up their supply chain for, for testing supplies. So I think that's going to be very helpful as we go forward. There continues to be more and more cooperation from the private sector with the partnerships like we have with CVS and Georgia Tech. And then also, you know, the apps, the labs like uh, Quest and, and the others that are out there, you know, it was taking hospitals, which do a lot of business with them. It was taking them sometimes 10, 5 to 8 days to get the results back. That has speed sped up quite a bit now because of the, the testing that the states are doing. It's kind of freed up the private labs. So it gives them more capacity and also a, a quicker turnaround. So I think we're just going to continue to get better, we've got the uh, National Guard and General Cardin helping Dr. Toomey on testing. We've got t uh, 10 mobile teams now that we can actually send to uh, a place where we may have a flare-up or 
you know, uh, the most vulnerable population, either in underserved communities or going to long-term care facilities. Is there a date on the calendar for bringing the legislature back and putting the wraps on this year's session? Well, I've been in talks with the speaker and the lieutenant governor about that, uh, and we, we're supposed to be meeting again this week to continue discussions about that and what the budget's looking like. You know, the calendar is set by by those two bodies, uh, so we'll we'll be ready to to go whenever they decide that is. Uh, obviously, they'll you know engage us in that conversation to make sure the timing works out, being that we're going to be getting close to the end of the fiscal year. But I know that their uh, major concern is getting back where we have time to get the budget implemented before July 1st when the new budget starts, but also, you know, waiting to come back until it's a safe environment to do so and have the proper protocols where, you know, we can make sure that that that's not a dangerous situation for anyone that would need to be at the Capitol during that time. Let's go on this one, Governor Brian Kemp. You said in your news conference Monday, I don't even know the question, but I know the answer. You said, I don't give a damn about politics right now. That being said, politics gives a damn about you. I'm, I'm seeing some of the stuff out there on social media. Some of it I can't even repeat here, some of what's being said about you. How do you handle that stuff? Well, mainly I'm not trying to look at much on social media. I've been telling people for a long time to follow the information that's coming out of the governor's office, the uh, Department of Georgia Department of Public Health and CDC and other you know government type sources. A lot of things you you read and hear on Facebook or you know pandemic politics and you know, people that don't even live in Georgia. And I understand people have different opinions. I also uh, can respect that and appreciate that. But I would urge people to just look at the guidance that we're going to be putting out the rest of the week. You know this is not a, a carte blanche thing that we're doing here and just turning. The, the accelerator to wide open like we were before this started. This is a measured approach to allow business owners to go in, start stocking up their supplies, you know, getting the procedures and protocols in place where they can protect their employees and their clients, you know, take limited customers if, if that works for them and start gearing back up. And that's exactly what we're doing. It's a measured step. Uh, we meet the criteria for that you know, based on the phase one plan that the president rolled out to reopen America. And, you know, you're seeing other governors do that, Tim. I haven't verified this yet, but I read an article last night with a governor of Colorado who's a liberal Democrat is doing basically the same thing that we are. And I've got to, I've got to dig into that this morning and confirm that. But I, I haven't seen near the hate and the outrage from the national media on him that you've seen from Georgia. So, you know, it, it's part of, it comes with the territory, but we also have, a lot of people that are about to lose everything right now. And I think a lot of people, you know, they don't have to go out. Those businesses don't have to open. But when you close a business down as a government, I feel like when the data says you can, you should try to let them have the opportunity to put their employees back to work. I've been in the position before where I had folks that I was just trying to find any kind of job so I could keep them a paycheck so they could feed their family and pay their mortgages. There's a lot of business owners that can't even do that anymore, and there's a lot of hardworking Georgians out there that need to go back to work. And we can do that in a balanced approach. Much of our economy has been working under these shelter-in-place guidelines, and I, I trust the Georgians to do what we're asking them to in this limited step forward if they think it's a good move. If they don't, I'll support them in not opening up. Right, Governor Brian Kemp, stay safe. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim.